Aloha and welcome to The Good Life with Danny Yamashiro. The Good Life Hawaii radio show is a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries, a division of Jesus Christ is calling you. Contact Danny on Facebook and Twitter or visit him at www.thegoodlifehawaii.org. And now, experience the good life today. Welcome to The Good Life. We're here to offer hope in the face of life's challenges by providing encouragement with inspirational stories to share. Why would a woman with a background in healthcare, healthcare sales, and working with community nonprofits choose to collaborate with churches to meet people's needs? This is the story of Carol Hayashida. The good life comes to you from the heart of Jesus Christ, the love of Jesus, so strong that he died on the cross for your sins. He was buried and rose again on the third day, offering God's hope. Carol Hayashida is the Senior Customer Success Manager for Unite Us, a platform that connects healthcare organizations and providers with community-based organizations across Hawaii to help improve the health outcomes for people. Together with Dr. Craig Nakatsuka and their core team, Faith Collaborative Hawaii brings churches together to meet people's felt and spiritual needs so individuals, families, and communities can be transformed as they experience the power and love of Jesus. Carol, welcome to our show. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Carol, where did you grow up? I actually grew up in Chicago, born and raised in Chicago, Illinois, uh, right in the heart of the city. In the heart of the city. Well, what, what was it like growing up there in the windy city? Cold. <laughs> and the weather was um, either hot or are cold. It was actually um, a great childhood, though. I grew up, my dad had a little grocery store right by Wrigley Field. Uh, our church was right there, uh, went to Presbyterian Church. Uh, and actually, even though I was in the heart of a city, we had a lot of Asians. It was an Asian church, and I was part of an Asian organization. So it, I was very connected to culture, but also part of the bigger community, you know, within Chicago. So um, I had good times, good years, lots of um, good, great memories of being in Chicago. When I think about the windy city, I mean it's a it's a wind that cuts through any of the warmest clothes that you have, yes. however however many layers there are. It sort of just cuts through the bone. It does. <laughs> I see you. I can see you nodding. Uh, <laughs> uh, as you reflect back, your father owning a grocery store, church being such a vital part of your life. Who would you say influenced you most during that time? Oh, that's a great question. I think, you know, we, I was really fortunate to be a part of a great youth group, you know, and, and just kept me on the right path and people that um, really spoke into my life. So I would say, you know, my youth group years were probably really important because those are the years you can stray off and, and do things, you know, outside of, of things you're supposed to be doing and, and living the life for the Lord. And I think just 
the youth group leaders that I had, the people, um, the friendships that I had really kept me focused and kept me aligned with like my faith and the things that I wanted to be and do. And so that was pretty significant for me being a part of this church and being a part of a group, a greater group of people. Please share with us a bit, Carol, about your, your journey of faith. Yeah, I would be happy to. Um, I grew up in, in church, as I said. I became a Christian when I was about 12 years old, and I really loved the Lord. Um, I think that the thing that was missing, though, was I didn't understand uh, Presbyterian church. You know, we were very conservative. Understood the rules, understood how to live a good life, you know, check the boxes, spend time with God, do good things, don't do bad things. Um, there was a bit of the grace and the relationship missing, um, even though I didn't know it was missing. Um, and when I, after I graduated college and worked a couple of years, I had an opportunity to move to Hawaii, just random. It was supposed to be for a year. I had no plans to stay. It was just like, I'm going to just enjoy my year here and then head back to Chicago and get serious about life. Um, and I knew Pastor Cal Chinen because he was the youth pastor when I was a middle schooler. So he was my mm. sister's youth pastor. So we had connection to Hawaii. So when I came here, I, I, um, joined MGMC. I was just, so a, this, yeah. was, this was when Pastor Cal, was it when he was studying at Wheaton it College? It was, it was. So he was probably 20 years old and I was like 12 or something like that. So I do remember him. He was super fun and just like, we all loved him. He was just really great. And um, so when I came to Chicago, back and moved to Chicago, um, I had some connections to MGMC. So of course I started going there. What um, I learned there as soon as I got there was like, there's something different about how people here see God. And this is like, when they worship, I can feel the presence of God. I've, I would felt that at times in my life, but to feel it regularly, like this is God's presence. This is the love of God. It's about grace. It's not about rules. It's not about religion. It's a relationship. And so that's, I think, where I really grew in, in a different way to know God in a more personal way. Um, and, you know, just so many things from there expanded. So that's really my journey at that so point. What were the circumstances, Carol, that brought you from Chicago to Honolulu? Yeah, I wish I could say like the Lord called me, but I was just a young, you know, 24-year-old and I was working after I graduated in a little windy area of downtown Chicago, met a lady who lived in Hawaii at a meeting, at a sales meeting basically, and she went, we came to visit her and she said, if you ever want to come to Hawaii, I'll give you a job. And that's really the journey, my girlfriend and I, at the time, we just said, let's do it. Like, this is a great opportunity, let's just take it. You know, we had no idea what was in store for us, that we would actually both live here permanently, get married and, and you know, be here for, for many, many years. So that was a journey and, um, you know, didn't have it in the plan, but it was like so perfect for me to, to move and to be a part of Hawaii. So you're in Hawaii in your 20s. Mm -hmm. Why did you pursue a career in healthcare sales? Um, well, I didn't start that way. Um, I started working for a, just a sales company selling re to retail. And then I met a woman who um, introduced me to pharmaceutical sales. So that's how I started and um, to have a, a career there. I didn't ever think that's what I would be doing, but I just found like that I love to talk, I love to meet people, I love to build relationships, and um, you know, got a lot of training in how to turn that skill into actually 
selling, but selling with a with the heart of just that relationship. So I always tried to keep true to who I was, but also be able to share, you know, what I felt was important. So um, that's how I started uh, when my in my early years of of sales. And 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 at what point did you begin to see the intersection with pharmaceutical sales and community nonprofits? Yeah, I didn't see it at that time. I would say it was later. Uh, so I left, and this is another God story. I wanted to be a mom, actually. After my 13 years in pharmaceutical sales, I, you know, we had uh, my first daughter, and I, my heart was, I wanted to be a mom. I wanted to stay home, and, and the Lord just didn't open that door um, in those early years, and it was like my heart's desire. But I went through a, a lot of uh, just... I think the, the one thing that happened was I was sitting in the back of MGMC just worshiping God, and I heard very clearly, and this is after a long journey of inner healing, which you know is definitely another area I could share about, but I heard the Lord say, um, you're going to lose your job. It's going to be hard. You're going to homeschool, uh, and, I, and it's going to be hard. And at that time, I didn't even know. I was already pregnant with my second child. I didn't know it. I didn't. I had no idea I was going to lose my job, and so it was news to me. And homeschooling was like this thing I'd never even thought about. So I was like, okay, God, if that's you, you know, uh, what, you are going to let that happen. Two months later, sure enough, I lose my job. Um, and I was pregnant, and I didn't know it when the Lord told me that. And it was like, oh, wow, God is really so good because he knew my heart. And at that time, we decided after my second I was pregnant with my second child that I would stay home because I did lose, you know, not have that job anymore. And so that was really that um, intersection of like, wow, you know, what is God doing? He's got, I think I realized in that moment that God knows our heart. He knows our heart's desires. And, you know, when you're faithful to him in what you're supposed to do before you, he's always faithful to us. And when he opened that door for me to be home, I was ended up homeschooling and being home for the next 12 years. And um, it was like God just heard every dream that I had, and he gave me that space to be a mom, to love my kids, to build relationship with them, to homeschool them. Um, and that was like a dream for me to, that came true. Like that was on my heart at that moment. So there was an intersection of just like, you know, all the things that God had for me. And then little did I know that I'd be called back into the work world again, you know, 12 years later. Let's pause a bit and talk about those homeschool years. There, there seems to be a very tender place in your heart as you reflect back on, on those years, those times. Take us further. Yeah. What made that so precious to you? It was really precious. It was hard, um, it, but it was so precious because... I knew that my greatest call is to be a mom. Like, my greatest call is to impart the love of God into my kids because they're the next generation, right? When I'm gone, I want to know that they're thriving, that they're growing. Most of all, they love God and they're following Him passionately and pursuing Him. So, you know, the education was important, but my, my goal was I'm going to just pour the, all the love that I have and teach them about not just religion, but what it means to love God, to encounter him, to know who you are in Christ, and to walk in intimacy. So we spent a lot of time 
doing crazy things, you know, in our homeschooling journey. My son and I would just sit there and soak in the presence of God and we'd hear from the Lord and we'd talk about those things. Um, I took him to different conferences I, and my daughter as well. Um, I just wanted them to know who they were in Christ because when you know who you are in Christ, you know your identity, everything comes from there. And when you have intimacy with Jesus, like you're, you can't ever leave that because it's so deep and that was my heart like that was my journey is why am i doing this education yes but they could get an education at any school it was but it was so much more it was i wanted to make sure that i built in them um, a love of god that was so deep because they encountered him and i also wanted to build a relationship with them because um as I know now, as they're young adults, that's so key. Like with the years that I spent just pouring into them, we would talk, we would pray, we would just do things together. Like now I'm seeing the fruit of that where, you know, my adult daughter will call me when she needs something and she knows I'm there. And the Lord gave me this one really cool piece when we were going through a really hard time. And, you know, teenagers, when they, they growl at you and they snarl at you, and I was really upset and I was walking and the Lord said, you know what, she just needs a safe place to land. And I thought, okay, God, I can do that. I can give her a safe place to land. And so that's always stuck with me. Like, if we can give our kids a safe place to land, that no matter what they do, no matter how they, where they go in life, that you're always going to love them and it's always a safe place. So um, that's why those years are so precious because I knew that's what God told me to do. And I just um, had such a passion to, to make sure that I was pointing my kids to the love of the Father. Well, our young people today certainly are living and walking through bumpy roads, roads that they may describe, they might not describe, and in some cases it's indescribable. But a safe place to land, I just love that phrase, Carol. It, 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 it emanates from you, you experience that, and today you see the fruit of that. Someone today who is listening Carol Hayashida may may be drawn in because of what you're saying, particularly that the window of the 12 years of homeschooling came as a result of a transition in your your job situation, and you didn't expect things to unfold in the way they did. And as you look back now, from your perspective. It sounds like a, a resonance of praise to God. And thank you for bearing witness of that, sharing your heart's journey. We're going to take a quick break here. Carol, when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about the journey that the Lord has you on as you've today, you're the senior customer success manager for Unite Us. But you're also working with Faith Collaborative Hawaii with Dr. Craig Nakatsuka, and they go hand in hand. So when we come back, let's talk a bit further. Carol Hayashida, background is in healthcare sales and working with community nonprofits. Be more with us, heart to heart with you, dear friend. Safe place to land. Think about that. that resonate in your heart. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Wandering the road of desperate life. 
aimlessly beneath the barren sky. Leave it to me, I'll lead you home. Active lifestyles are promoted for healthy living. This involves exercise and a range of sporting activities. There are times, though, when injuries take place resulting from sports work or even the effects of age. In some cases, surgical care is necessary to facilitate proper healing. That's the time to call orthopedic surgeon Dr. Calvin Oishi with offices at both Polymomi and Kuakini. Dr. Calvin Oishi has treated patients with the compassion, care, and expertise second to none. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. Calvin Oishi, 484-2042, 484-2042. We've been blessed by many of you that have told us how the Good Life Radio Show has made a difference in your lives, how you've shared our free podcast with family and friends from the Good Life with Danny.com. Others have connected on Facebook and Twitter, this is made possible through our corporate sponsors. Thank you to Dr. Jeffrey K. Miyazawa of Windward Family Dentistry, Michael Beasley of Kayani, Fran Valarmia Kahavai of Lighthouse Realty, Chinin and Arinaga Financial Group Incorporated, A1 Electrician, and orthopedic surgeon Dr. Calvin Oishi. To find out how to become a corporate sponsor, click Partners at thegoodlifewithdanny.com. The Good Life with Danny Radio Show. Hawaii's only local inspirational Christian talk show on 99.5 The Word, weekdays at 2 p.m. and midnight, providing opportunities to connect family and friends with Jesus Christ. Listening to The Good Life with Danny Yamashiro. The Good Life Hawaii radio show is a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries, a division of Jesus Christ is Calling You. Contact Danny on Facebook and Twitter or visit him at www.thegoodlifehawaii.org. Now, let's rejoin Danny and his special guests. Carol Hayashida has a background in healthcare sales and working with community nonprofits. She's currently the Senior Customer Success Manager for Unite Us, a platform that connects healthcare organizations and providers with community-based organizations across Hawaii to help improve the health outcomes of people. She's now working with Dr. Craig Nakatsuka and their core team. Faith Collaborative Hawaii brings churches together to meet people's felt and spiritual needs so individuals, families, and communities can be transformed as they experience the power and love of Jesus. Welcome back to our show. Carol, before our break, you talked about a safe place to land, how that related with you and your children. But describe to us now a safe place to land. That's a, that's a relatable phrase, I think as we talk about uh, a cooperation, uh, working together, a collaboration is really the word faith collaborative between Unite Us and the Faith Collaborative Initiative here in Hawaii. Say more about how those two work together. Yeah, thank you. Um, when I joined Unite Hawaii, actually I started a nonprofit prior to that and the Lord gave me this vision. I was working with children in foster care, so finding resource caregivers. And the Lord, at that point, I, I had this vision that I drew out about how 
the church could really make an impact in um, the lives of children in foster care and, and resource caregivers. And so that was my vision of like, what would it look like if the church really wrapped their arms around our kids in foster care and really supported our families? And that's how it kind of started. And then when the Lord um, told me that assignment was done and it was time to move to Unite Us, it was very clear that it was the next place for me to go. Um, my first question was, can I work with churches? Because, you know, we work non with nonprofits, and a nonprofit is also a church as well. And they said, yes, you can. And that really just gave me that, like, wow, you know, I could see some of the vision that I had in my prior role coming to also this role. So I had that in my heart and in my mind, and I was continuing to work with the nonprofits, working with healthcare. And then, of course, you know how God just brings people together. He connected me with Dr. Craig Nakatsuka, who I had known from way back. And I shared what was on my heart and how I saw the church being able to impact, have a greater impact um, in meeting the needs of the city. And he had that same vision. And we just were really excited about that. And then um, he had a, other, other people. As you know, he knows so many people. And he connected mm -hmm. all of us together. And we just started praying. Um, and this is like, what does God, what is on God's heart? We don't even know. We just know that here we are. And clearly the Lord brought us together. So we spent like the first year just meeting and praying and talking um, before that actually came to be. And really the, the, the fusion of the two is that the network itself, the platform itself, allows for uh, client referrals to go back and forth. So client referrals go to nonprofits, but they can also go to faith communities who are also serving. And so it really merges the marketplace and faith together where we know that you know church ministries are really part of a heart of the city as well. So what does that look like when you start to bring those two pieces together? And how can the church, the big C church, we always say, impact a city when we come together in unity, loving one another, not thinking about all the other doctrine, but do we love Jesus? Do we love the people? Do we love our city? What can we do together? And that's really the intersection of the two and how it came to be. Now, what have you found? as you're launching the initiative, what have you found, Carol, that ha has been hopeful thus far as you partner with churches? Yeah, that's a great question. It's been really fun. Um, what we found, it was just four of us and you know, talking and praying. And then when we started reaching out to people that we knew that were doing different things within, the, within their own churches or within their own communities, they wanted the same thing that we wanted. We want to connect with other churches. We want to connect with other faith, even faith organizations or people of faith who are in nonprofits. We want to be able to bring that together. So we're not working alone, but we're working together. And that was one thing that we heard. And it's been very exciting because people are saying, yes, we want to partner with the church down the road, or we want to partner with a nonprofit. What can we do together? And so really that excitement around the unity of, um, Let's just be the church and see what we can do. We're all doing our own ministry, but what if we started doing it together in collaboration? And what if we started serving some of the nonprofits out there? What if we started meeting this, the needs that are out there that we may not even know about because there's a connection now? And so that's been surprising, but really powerful to see the power of seeing people come together. And they get excited when they hear about the ministry. There's some ministries we didn't even know about and we're learning about um, as they're coming out, things that they're doing. And, and as people are hearing from one another, 
that's been the exciting part. Like, I love what you're doing. I want to help you. You know, this is great. You know, we have prison ministries. We have Micronesian ministries. We have people doing so many amazing, incredible things. And when you start to bring people together, they chat and they talk and then they connect. That's been the exciting part to see it all come together as it's just still coming together, but see that beginning of the collaboration. Who are some of the churches that are currently partnering with you? Um, yeah, we have many churches just in different forms. So some of them will come to our meetings, like we have The Vine, we have um, Kalihi Union, we have My Church, MGMC, we have um, Anchor Church. So, so those are some of the things that people that come to mind initially. And then we have ministries like the prison ministry, which is uh, one of our friends who reaches out to all the, the people who are incarcerated. And so they're not necessarily of the church, but they're doing ministry. Um, so that's been kind of the cool piece is to see that there's people also serving, maybe not as part of a church, but or yes, as part of a church, but also doing this on their own as well. So those are some of the churches that we've been working with. How about challenges? There, there must be some challenges that you that you face. I mean, any anyone who has a vision and is pursuing that vision, even if they feel God is leading them, there there, there may be some challenges. Oh, always. externally and maybe even in, yes. What, there, what what are some of them? There's many. Yeah, there's many challenges. I mean, the thing is, like, nothing is going to go exactly like you think, and it's all you're always going to hit roadblocks. Um, I think. From the faith collaborative side, the challenge is like people are busy, right? They're involved in many different things. So how do you bring people together and, and keep it going? Like the momentum, we started with maybe 10 people and then it morphed into more. And then how do you keep capturing that vision and moving it forward? Like we see this bigger vision of this the church being ready, um, being ready to serve. And, and so there are just obstacles, like people just get busy. They've got so many other things going on to keep that vision in front of people. From my Unite Hawaii side, Unite Us side, it's also the challenge of same thing. Nonprofits are super busy. They're so stretched and everybody wants to do good, but it is so hard when you've got many, many things tugging and pulling at you. And the initiative that we're thinking of, the Unite Us side and the Faith Collaborative side is so big, honestly, that it's bigger than us. And we know that it's only a God. It's only a God dream and only God can bring it together. So uh, yes, so there's days I'm like, this is too much, God. I don't even know what to do, like on my work side and, and how the Faith Collaborative, what it's all going to look like, because it's two separate hats, right? Although they work together. And um, challenges is just for me to continue and all of us to just continue stay true to the path like don't give up if if this is our assignment then we keep going and if it's a bad day or a bad week or a bad month we keep going and I keep asking the Lord is this my, still my assignment and as long as you say yes I'm gonna do it if you say no then it's time to end but as he keeps saying keep going keep going so I think it's that persevering God didn't promise it was going to be easy but he promised he'd be there so that's what we just keep, you know, keep focused as we will continue until um, God says not to, and he hasn't. Well, as you continue, I want to go back to the safe place to land idea. To you, Carol, what is your safe place to land when, as you said, there are days that are challenging, maybe overwhelming. The reason I ask somebody today may be overwhelmed. They may be challenged in their own. It might even be in their own profession where they're 
they, they have a level of expertise and experience, but there's something about a recent occurrence puts them in a place where they feel like they're on their heels. For them, what might be a safe place to land as, as it has related with you? Yeah, that's a great question. It really goes back to my earlier years and continue is that it's a relationship with Jesus. You know, I had encounters with the Lord that I never knew I could have. I had inner healing on parts of my soul that I never knew or even needing inner healing. Um, I learned, you know, what the, we always talk, I'm part of Hawaii, right? And we also, as in our intercession, talk about intimacy, identity, and character. And you have to know who you are in Christ. You just have to know how he created you. He created you for greatness, that he created you to do amazing things. That, and you have to know intimacy. What is it like to be truly loved by your father? What does that feel like? And maybe people don't have a, have a natural father that loved them, but we have this big God that loves us beyond all measure. And it's those places whenever, every day, but especially when I feel stuck or overwhelmed, even this morning, I woke up and I just sit with Jesus and I worship him. And I just sit in his presence and he ministers to me, reminding me, hey, I love you. Hey, I'm with you. You're not alone. Even though this feels overwhelming, you're not doing this by yourself. I'm here. So keep going, keep going. And it's that um, it comes from an intimacy and the identity of my relationship with with my father that is available to all of us right he loves us all so dearly in that very same way okay there's a there's a bit of tension here carol because we're, we're talking about the workaday world which we're talking about busy churches busy nonprofits, busy businesses Busy life, busy life. And yet you speak, when you talk about intimacy, you speak about sitting quietly before the Lord. And the Lord is speaking to you. That might be so foreign to someone today who in a moment of silence, if they, if, if, if they were attempting silence, the silence would be deadening loud as their minds race with the problems, almost unstoppable. So how do you, Carol Hayashida, achieve or experience that, that kind of peace to sit quietly before the Lord? Yeah, when I, I remember when I was first struggling with that, um, years ago, I didn't know. I heard, I saw people that lived this life, and I was like, "Man, I want that." Um, and I remember somebody telling me, "Just sit in the Word of God, sit in His presence, let Him minister, L listen, stop, and listen." So I just decided I was going to go through the Book of Ephesians and take one verse at a time, and I would sit there and say that verse, "I am a new creation in Christ." First, it didn't resonate. Then I did it again the next day. Father, what does it mean to be a new creation in Christ? Nothing. Two weeks I did that. Nothing. At the end of a couple weeks, I heard him speak back to me. This is what it means to be a new creation in Christ. And even though I heard that verse many times, when you hear it in your spirit from the Father to you, something's different. And I was like, whoa, 
So I did it again with the next verse. I'm seated in the heavenly realm with Christ. What does that mean, God? And then I'd wait. It takes intention and it takes time. But if you pursue God, he always shows up. So I just pursued him every day, every morning. And then he started speaking to me more and more and more. And he started telling me how much he loved me. And he started telling me how precious I was to him. So I would say for somebody who's struggling, just take the word of God. Take a verse. Ask the Lord what he thinks about it. Ask the Lord what he thinks about you. Ask him if there's any area that he wants to work on, that he wants to heal in your life. And then sit and allow the Lord to just minister. Even if you're just speaking that one verse every day until you get a breakthrough, like just keep pursuing it. Carol, before we take a break, I'd like to ask you to pray. I mean, I'd like to pray later on too. Normally at the end of our programs, we pray, but I think this will be an appropriate time to pray for someone who has a restless heart and a restless mind. Understandably so, if we were to know their circumstances, of course, we would be in that situation as well. But you speak of a, a kind of sublime place through intimacy with Christ that is exemplary. And you, you shared it with such such humility and it's it's part of your experience. But would you pray that there would be this, 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 this peace, the peace of Christ that passes all understanding as, as we know the scripture says over someone today, please. Yes, thank you, Father God. Um, I thank you that your love is so big and it's not limited to one person, it's for everybody. And I pray for those who may feel like, I don't experience God, I wanna know him better. What does it look like to feel the presence of God, to sit in his, sit at his feet like Mary did? And Lord, I just impart and just bless those who are struggling, God, that you would show yourself as they sit before you and pursue you and just ask, where are you, God? That you would show yourself in the deep, the depth of the love that you have for them. Because Lord, it is your kindness that draws us to you. It is your love that draws us to you. It is when we know that we are your son and your daughter. So I just pray over everyone who's struggling, who's hurting, who's going through difficulties, that, that they would feel, even now, they would feel your presence. They would feel your love. They would experience in a way and encounter you in a way that they may never have before as they sit and allow your Holy Spirit to minister to them. And I thank you that your love is so deep and so huge that it loves us no matter where we're at, no matter what we're struggling, no matter what we've done. You love us just the same. It doesn't matter. So I just bless those who are struggling, um, that they would experience more of you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Yes, yes. Amen. Amen, Carol. Carol, thank you for praying. We will we'll pray more as we continue our conversation. You're listening to Carol Hayashida. She works together with Dr. Craig Nakatsuka and their core team with Faith Collaborative Hawaii. In fact, you want to find out more about Faith Collaborative Hawaii, go to faithcollaborativehi.org. Faithcollaborativehi.org. When we come back, we'll continue talking about safe places to land. Now, what, what better place than the love of the Father, the love of Christ, 
by the power of the Holy Spirit. Stay with us. We'll be back with more Carol Hayashida. We'll be right back. We've been blessed by many of you that have told us how the Good Life Radio Show has made a difference in your lives, how you've shared our free podcast with family and friends from the Good Life with Danny.com. Others have connected on Facebook and Twitter. This is made possible through our corporate sponsors. Thank you to Dr. Jeffrey K. Miyazawa of Windward Family Dentistry, Michael Beasley of Kayani, Fran Valarmia Kahavai of Lighthouse Realty, Chinin and Arinaga Financial Group Incorporated, A1 Electrician, and orthopedic surgeon Dr. Calvin Oishi. To find out how to become a corporate sponsor, click Partners at thegoodlifewithdanny.com. The Good Life with Danny Radio Show, Hawaii's only local inspirational Christian talk show on 99.5 The Word, weekdays at 2 p.m. and midnight, providing opportunities to connect family and friends with Jesus Christ. Listening to The Good Life with Danny Yamashiro. The Good Life Hawaii Radio Show is a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries, a division of Jesus Christ is Calling You. Contact Danny on Facebook and Twitter or visit him at www.thegoodlifehawaii.org. Now, let's rejoin Danny and his special guests. In her community work, Carol Hayashida learned about the needs of people and envisioned how churches could not only help meet these needs, but serve to develop systemic ways to eliminate the costs and help break down the barriers that create these challenges in people's lives. She and Dr. Craig Nakatsuka and their core team formed Faith Collaborative Hawaii. And today she shares and speaks about that initiative. You can find out more at faithcollaborativehi.org. Carol, we talked about challenging times in the ministry, the work of the Connection Unite Us and Faith Collaborative Hawaii, Faith Collaborative HI. Personally, to the degree of your discretion. How has the Lord helped you through difficult times? Oh, he's my anchor. I mean, I can't even imagine doing any of this. In fact, the funny thing is I didn't want to do this. I wanted to stay home. I wanted to not go back to work. Um, It wasn't like I was jumping up and down to to start a career, but God sent me back to the marketplace. So when I did it, it was like, okay, God, you got to come with me because I'm doing this because I want to please you, because I want to be obedient to you. And and I had never envisioned I'd be back in the marketplace, honestly. I thought I retired for good way back when. So 
every job that I've had, starting with my nonprofit job, um, I just took God with me. You know, when I when I drive to work in the morning, I started. You know, to Hawaii, we learned bless. You bless. I bless the leadership. I don't have to agree with the leadership, but I bless them. I blessed each person in my office. I just spoke peace and blessing every day. Um, and then as that happened, doors just started to open. And, you know, we we do because we love. And so as we start to bless people, whether we agree or not, we start to love them. And I, and I just saw, like, God moving as I just walked in those principles. And so I carry that with me um, in, in everywhere I go. Like when I moved to Unite Us, same thing. Um, I bless the leadership. I bless um the people that I work with, I bless people that I don't even know. I bless each department whenever I can remember to do that because I know that when we bless, God honors. And so that's how I start. Um, and I, so I bring God to work. I don't preach when I go to work, but I've already prayed for the person that I'm meeting with um, or I prayed for the nonprofit before I walk into that meeting and just mm-hmm. asking God to bless them. And, and he just provides those opportunities to love. You know, I've, I've had a chance to pray for my coworkers uh, across the different places that I've worked, just when it was right, you know, just when they needed it and they were hurting. Just, can I just bless you and pray for you? And, and um, it's just been so powerful to see. But it is because of just, like, I just want to be obedient to my father it doesn't really matter if I want to do this right now or don't want to do this right now. In the end, when I'm struggling, the bottom question I ask myself is, am I going to obey God no matter what? Am I going to obey what he says, whether I want to do this or not? Yes. And so I always come back to that when I'm struggling and I'm like, you know, there's a party that says, I want to quit. I'm done. But then I say, God, what do you say? And he's like, no, keep going. And in the bottom line, I will always obey God because he's my dad. Like, he's my daddy, and I want him. I love him so much, and he loves me so much that how can I not? So that's how I merge the two. Like, it's really a call. My work life and my faith collaborative life, it's a call from the Lord. So I choose to obey and honor him in that. A few moments ago, Carol, you... In our previous segment, you talked about healing, that that God healed you. You didn't say what it was. But healing is something that's so deeply needed today. Uh, And again, I think about a dear listener who may have a, a place of brokenness in his or her own life. Or maybe know of someone in their life that is hurting or broken. Would you say more about healing and what that experience was like and how someone else might experience God's healing touch? Absolutely, yes. It was way back um, in the early years, and I was just walking through some really difficult times. Um, I had a lot of unforgiveness, a lot of anger, and it just started to consume me. You know, it was just like really... I was not a happy person. Um, and I started to have some physical issues, fevers and pains and weird stuff that I didn't, no one could figure out what it was. And finally I went to inner healing to get prayer. And um, when I wanted to pray for my physical being, of course, because I wanted to have this physical thing stop, it came back to like, is there anybody that you haven't forgiven? <laughs> I was like, oh no, I have to go there. And I did, I had to walk through 
unforgiveness. I had to walk through repentance. I had to walk through breaking soul ties. So many things that I learned in that process. And it's the humility, like when you humble yourself. I didn't want to. When you humble, you're so desperate and you humble yourself to the Lord and you allow him to work through anger and unforgiveness because those roots really can stretch far and really can do damage, right, outside of yourself, but everywhere you go. But when you let it go and you let go of of any anger and, and hurt that you have and you give it to the Lord, like he starts to just heal. And so I went twice. By the second time, the pains went away, the fevers went away, and, it, and I realized it was a spiritual, like I had to walk through that inner healing and the inner healing led to my physical healing. And that really was a breakthrough for me, like, wow, this God is big and I don't want to live in unforgiveness anymore. I want to walk in humility. I want to be vulnerable. I want to be authentic and real. I want to pretend that everything's okay. It's not. And I want to be real about it so I can move on the other side of what that looks like. And that was my journey in that process. You see, when, when you talk about blessing, blessing, and, and you, you walk, you, as you say, you bring the Lord with you into your situation, your day, and you bless people, even if you don't agree with them. When we hear this side of the story, it's like, okay, here is the, the Carol that has gone through more times of intimacy with the Lord. There's identity she knows her identity her character is growing but when you take us back to that place of unforgiveness there's a strange sense of hopefulness because as much as god has taken you from there to here perhaps god will take somebody who is today in the there where you were but hoping to be somewhere where you are like we say in examples, right? As Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. We're all following the Lord Jesus Christ. And in doing so, the Lord gives us certain role models along the way that offer hope. In view of that, Carol, I'm just trusting now too that the Lord, the Holy Spirit, who has spoken to you many times, perhaps there's a prayer for someone today who feels stuck. And maybe there's a dislodging of a bit of pride today that has kept them. Perhaps they're super desperate or oddly desperate in discouragement. So it's sort of a weird sense of depression. They don't even want to get up or move around. But here they are. They're listening to the show. You're listening to Carol Hayashida. How would the Lord have you pray for someone in that position right now? Would you do that? Absolutely, yes, I'd love to. Um, yeah, Holy Spirit, we invite you because really without you, we, we can't do nothing. So I pray for anyone who's struggling, as I was, just broken and hurting and alone and just feeling like so hopeless. Lord, I've been there as many of us have. But God, I just pray for that person who might be struggling, that you would, as they sit wherever they are in their room, we pray for the hope 
that only you can give would just fill their heart right now. They would just sense Holy Spirit, just minister to them. And I pray, God, that they would just sense your presence. And Lord, I pray if there's any areas in their life that they're believing, any lies they're believing or the enemy is saying that they're, they're not this or they're not that, or any areas that you just want to reveal, you would just reveal that right now and replace that lie with truth. Who does God say that you are? And I pray, Lord, that they would just be able to dismantle any lies that the enemy would have over their heart and replace it with truth. That who do, who do you say that I am, God? And you can even ask that if you're listening. Who do you say that I am, God? Because we can trade up our truth, our, the lie with truth. And when we experience the truth of who God says we are, we can be changed and shifted. And I also pray, God, if there's anybody who's just dealing with just unforgiveness and pain, that you would just help them to just, pain is always hard to let go of, that you would help them to, to let go and just give it to you and know that you can take their pain, you can take it, and you can hold it for them, and you can hold them as they walk through the process of restoration and healing, that they're not alone. And maybe it's really scary, but God, I thank you that you walk us through the pain you don't take it away sometimes because we have to struggle through it, but you walk us through it. So I pray that you would encourage anyone who's out there who needs encouragement, who needs to know that they're not alone, that there is hope on the other side, and that they can let go of anything, any encumbrance that would hold them back and lay it at your feet and allow you to take it and walk them through. And I thank you, God, that you are so big, um, so good that we can experience you in a whole new way. And I pray and impart hope into their lives right now in the name of Jesus, that they would know and feel your hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. A beautiful prayer, a spirit-empowered, inspired prayer, Carol. Thank you for your ministry. Thank you for your your openness. And when we talk about forgiveness, it, 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 it takes us back to those sort of secret pockets in our lives. Doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Those things that we don't want to talk about or share. But maybe we thought we forgot about them, but there's still, there's still a hold on us. Now you speak about the the freedom that can be experienced in Christ. With Faith Collaborative Hawaii, if someone from a church was just hearing about Faith Collaborative Hawaii for the very first time, and they say, I want to find out more. I want to get in touch with you. Is, is this the kind of, the, the spirit of grace and freedom that I, I feel in listening to Carol is this, is this resonant with Dr. Nakatsuka and, and others who are members of the team? What would you encourage them to do if they wanted to find out more? Uh, definitely visit our website, um, and you can contact us through there. You can um, email me and our team as well, and we would love to just connect with you and tell you more about who we are and what we do. We um, are a core team that has a heart to love and we pray and we seek the Lord 
in what he wants for us to do. So we would love if you feel like you want to just learn more about what we do and how we're bringing churches together to serve our city, you know, please contact us. It's, it is at our website. I think it's info or faithcollaborativehi.org, and we have our email there, and you can email us and let us know that you're interested in now, learning more. Now, when we talk about the church, the Christian church, if someone has a, a question or a reservation is, you know, there are many traditions, different, uh, different uh, Christian traditions. Uh, if someone has a question and they want to find out if, uh, if there would be a welcome, a welcome mat, so to speak, uh, would you feel willing to just hear them? You know, there's, where they're coming from, what church they're from. Okay. Yes, absolutely. You know, our, our thing is we are people of faith. We don't, do you, do you love, do you know Jesus? Do you love Jesus? Or do you want to learn more? Come talk to us. We really feel like we have that open door um, of, for people who have faith, who want to learn more about what we do. And we are, talk about unity. It's about unity. It's not about do you believe this or not believe this? It's about unity in Christ. And so how do we come together um, from very different backgrounds and work together? And that's really the goal, um, is that unity. The, the, the Orthodox Christian faith, there are core beliefs, and then there are many different traditions that go on with it, but the Lordship of Christ and the, the core tenets are there and so, Carol, I, I do want to encourage uh, you to, to continue with the good work that you're doing, and, and Dr. Nakatsuka and others. And I want to thank you for your availability to share with us today, but also your transparency. Uh, that's, that's a special gift. And then your ministry of prayer. So thank you for sharing your heart. A parting word. I'll give it to you, Carol, uh, a word of encouragement to someone today who uh, may feel like their back is against the wall. What would you say? Yeah, I think the word that I would have is it's never too late. It's never too late, no matter where you are or what you're feeling or what's going on. It's never too late, too late to run back to God. And he's always like the, the, you know, the story of the prodigal son. He's always just waiting for us to return. And so if you feel you're backed into corn and you're struggling, it's never too late. The love of the Father is so deep that he just takes us and wraps his arms around us no matter what. And you could feel like you're not worthy, but he sees because of the blood of Jesus, he sees you as worthy. So I just want to encourage anyone who's struggling to know that it's never too late. God's just waiting for you to, so he can wrap his arms of love around you and let him let you know how deeply he loves you. Well, when I think about the windy city and you talk about the Lord wrapping his arms around, there's a, there's a symbolism of, of warmth and maybe even a bit of a feeling of warmth that comes with that. And in the arms of the Lord, I think, Carol Hayashida, there is no safer place to land. Yes. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
Faith Collaborative Hawaii. That's faithcollaborativehi.org. Encouraging words from Carol Hayashida. Faithcollaborativehi.org. Share this podcast, my friend, with a friend or family member. And remember that God's timing is perfect. If you haven't done so, look. Perhaps this is the moment for you to open your heart to Jesus Christ. Go to thegoodlifewithdanny.com for next steps and resources to share. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. Galatians 6.9, and let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. It's always a blessing to be with you. Thank you to Carol Hayashida, Faith Collaborative, hi.org. Until next time, along with my technical producer, Chaz Ontai, social media director, Luke Yamashiro, and guest coordinator, Jan Yi. I'm Danny Yamashiro. Remember, there is always hope in Jesus as you share his love with someone today. you for listening in on today's broadcast of The Good Life with host Danny Yamashiro. We hope that today's program has been a blessing for you. The Good Life radio program is listener supported and we'd like to encourage you to pray about becoming a sponsor or donor. Your support makes it possible for us to continue to minister to God's people through The Good Life. To become a sponsor or to make a donation, please visit thegoodlifehawaii.org. That's thegoodlifehawaii.org. And may God richly bless you with The Good Life. Just leave it to me, I'll leave.